Welcome to The Gathering Podcast. This is a production of The Gathering Baptist Church in Kansas City, Missouri. You can find us online, gatheringkc.com, also on Instagram, at gatheringkc. In this week's episode, campus pastor Matthias Rosebrook and family pastor Nate Jones talk about how important it is to be a part of a local church body and what it means to be a church member. So enjoy the episode. Welcome to The Gathering Podcast. My name is Jonathan Pulasic. I'm the media director at The Gathering Baptist Church in Blue Springs and Independence, Missouri. Hi, Jonathan. My name is Nate Jones. I'm a family pastor here at The Gathering in Blue Springs and Independence. My name is Matthias Rosebrook, campus pastor at our Blue Springs campus of The Gathering Baptist Church, also located in Independence, Missouri. Wow. Thanks for that PSA. (laughs) Uh, this is like the, this is the third take. So for those of you who are listening or watching, uh, we've had a good time today. We've laughed uh, about a lot of things. So we're talking about church membership today, okay? So what it means to be part of the church body, a local body of believers. We'll start with Pastor Nate. Well, everybody out there is now is like, what in the world are they laughing <laughs> That's about? That's so church funny about membership? church. There's <laughs> just a lot. It, it's just funny stuff. Church uh, membership's not funny. No, it's, it's not. Stupid stuff that's happened that we're talking about, yes. and we can't stop. It's about it's it. life, and honestly, if you don't uh, have a work environment like this, I'm sad for you because it should be fun coming to yeah. work. Uh, so we are talking about church membership. And if we just randomly start laughing during the middle of this, <laughs> it just, will just happen most it. likely. Uh, Nate. What is church membership, and why is it important? Straight to the questions. Yeah, yeah. okay. Try and keep us focused. <laughs> no more banter. <laughs> we well, <can> banter. <laughs> well, you know, when we think of membership, um, the problem is, is that we we bring the secular idea of membership into the church, and I think, you know, for example, we talked about um, in the first two takes <laughs> of this, about the idea of, you know, uh, Costco membership or a country club membership, if somebody was a part of that. Um, we, we think, okay, membership, but that's exactly the same what we think of church membership. They're, they're vastly different. For instance, you know, you, you know, in a country club membership, again, I've never had one. I'm not much of a golfer. I used to play, but never, never, yeah, I'm not like intense. you, man. I'm, I'm not, you know, <laughs> high society where I'm part of a oh, high society. Yeah, <laughs> that's where I'm at. I'm rolling. Yeah, I would. But, but I think from what I hear, people that are part of uh, like a country club membership is, and if you're part of one, don't take offense to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, is you know you pay your you pay your dues uh, to get in and there's certain benefits of that um, and Costco membership same way you know you pay your yearly membership and you get the benefits of saving and getting uh, a lot of toilet paper at once mm-hmm. right so you have this benefit of of paying your dues in but you know when we think of a country club membership if, there, if there's something that's not your expectations aren't met mm-hmm. you know that there's a little sense of hey well I pay into this and I there's a reason I became a member here and not over there and so uh, I kind of expect certain things. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, the sad thing is we kind of bring that mentality into when we think of church membership mm-hmm. and church membership becomes basically a, Hey, I pay my dues in the sense of either, you know, giving or, uh, time or money or whatever it is. And there's a, s- a sense of an expectation of, Hey, I, you know, I'm, I'm a part, I chose this one mm-hmm. over that, yeah. you know, golf course over there. Yeah. Um, and so there should be a, you know, a little bit of, Hey, this is how I think, we should sing or mm-hmm. song, songs you're singing or my expectations aren't being met in this ministry or, or whatever, whatever reason um, we, we had that mentality of membership. And, that, and that's not the biblical mindset. When we talk about church membership, we're not talking about 
that. So I think we yeah. have to reorganize our reorient our minds what we mean by by membership. So when we talk about church membership, I'm sure over the next few minutes we talk about this. It's it's more the idea of um, um, in in a club membership we are in it for the purpose of what I can get out of it. Mm -hmm. And in a church membership, it's the exact opposite. It's, it's a, not what I can get out of this, but I'm buying into something that I'm a part of that I'm committing myself to, um, serving others. So, you know, club memberships about me in a church membership, it's about, uh, others. Mm -hmm. And so it's just a completely reordering our mind about what it means to be a church member. Yeah. Matthias, anything to add? Yeah, I like that. I think it's good to, a good way to think about it. It's, it's not just about, me and my gain. It's about us and moving us towards holiness and godliness more. Um, There's four things that I kind of heard a while back. I don't know where I heard these or where I got these from, but I've always kind of taught these things in membership and what it means to be a member. Um, So these are not mine, but Mm -hmm. um, I I think they're fantastic points and and things to go off of. And the first one is the fact that membership, church membership identifies you with a local body of believers. Um, so it says it says to me, I'm a part of this specific gathering. Mm-hmm. Um, this specific gathering is this specific body of believers is is who I'm a part of and what I'm a part of, uh, what I love, who I love, who I want to do life with, who I want investing in my kids, who I want investing in me. Mm-hmm. Um, this is who I'm a part of. So that's the first one. The second one um, uh, is that membership identifies you with uh, with theological distinctives. Mm-hmm. This is what I believe. Even if I don't understand it fully, this is what I believe, and this is what I want to lean into. It, so, it, so it identifies me with these distinctives on how to read the Bible, how to interpret the Bible, um, how to go about living out the Word. Um, so it allows me to kind of traverse culture mm-hmm. with some distinctives um, yeah. to traverse culture with. Uh, the third one would is that membership places us under the authority of a specific group of pastors, which is always kind of a, uh, might, might sound weird or tricky, but, um, you know, to, to place yourself under the authority of, but if we know that how Christ established his church, he is the head and he's placed shepherds, it's pastors over, uh, o- o- next kind of in line to, to shepherd the flock of God, right? And so as we as the church body are the flock Right, we submit ourselves to the pastors who are submitting themselves to Christ as well. And so, it, what what it does, it, it it places us under the authority of the church, under the authority of of the local pastors, is to say, um, hey, local local church pastors, we want you to teach us, we want you to to edify us, we want you to rebuke us, we want you to encourage us, we want you to hold us accountable to these things. Mm-hmm. Um, so it places us under the authority of those pastors as well. And then also for us, for 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 the pastors of that local body, is it places or it gives us a very specific group of people to pastor, mm-hmm. to where I'm not just looking out as as a pastor here at the gathering in Blue Springs. I'm not just looking out into all of Blue Springs saying, this is my flock, this is my congregation, this city is who I'm pastoring. No, this this bo- this local body of believers right here mm-hmm. is who I'm uh, accountable to and responsible for, yeah. for their spiritual growth, for their spiritual health. So it puts some parameters even... even uh, even for me, on who I'm supposed to pastor and lead and guide um, and teach. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's really good. All right, so coming back to Matthias, how can being a part of a church body impact someone who is new to the faith? Yeah, so in a lot of ways, those same kind of things. But it, what it does for someone who's new is it gives you a place to to learn and grow up, mm-hmm. right? 
it gives you a place to ask really hard questions, to fall with really big safety nets. Mm-hmm. Uh, gives you those rails. Hey, uh, that was not a godly way to respond to that situation. Yeah. That was a godly way to respond. I think far too often we think only rebuke when it comes to certain things, but we also need to think of of the huge encouragement and edification that it is to be a part of the local body as well, uh, and to where we are able to grow up, and when we're grown up, or, or, or when we practice our Christian faith, when we're walking it out, we're not just being corrected, but we're also being edified. Mm-hmm. That was wrong, don't do that again, but that was right, yeah. do that again. And so for the, the new believer, for the young believer, I think that's most important, um, is this idea of being discipled and being raised up, being taught mm-hmm. well. Um, yeah. That's where you're at with it. Period. Period. Not even an exclamation point, no. just period. I like. I that. had another thought, and then I lost it in the middle of my no. other thought, and so I just okay. kind of... Maybe it'll come back while Nate, Nate adds to that. Maybe. Sure. Maybe. Awesome. Um, <laughs> Probably not. Uh, I, I think our, our culture is very individualistic, and so the, the temptation, uh, um, especially, I think, with p- people like young people like me, um, <laughs> is... We, the we, youngins. We, ha- we have kind of just... Uh, I know this because I have... I've, run into a lot of, a lot of people who, who talk about, Hey, I'm, I believe I'm a, a follower of Jesus. Um, and, and I'm a Christian. I identify with that religion, that faith. Um, but I, but I don't see the purpose of the church. I don't see how it benefits me. And may, a lot of times people have been hurt by the church. Mm. And so there's a lot of pain with that. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of legalism. Sometimes people were brought up into a, a church that taught incorrectly and it taught that you got to do these things or, or don't do these things to the point where it became a legalistic thing. And so when they grew up and they, uh, they still love Jesus and mm-hmm. they still love, you know, uh, what he's done for them and they see benefit, but they, they have never experienced <clears throat> maybe a healthy church. And so, um, it's kind of just easier to kind of do your Christian life as an individual. Yeah. And I, I think that, that that's, that's, um, a reality. Um, but it's, I think it's also dangerous. I think that the enemy really uses that, uh, to again, get us alone and, yeah. and to, uh, you know, get us secluded from other people, mm-hmm. and um, there's danger in that. And, yeah. and I think uh, that uh, for especially for new believers, it's it's very important. You see this throughout the New Testament when people were saved, they were you know they were baptized, mm-hmm. and they were brought into the the community. Yeah. Um, to to have those guardrails like you talked about, to have that that accountability and that encouragement. Um, yeah. And so so I think uh, again, our culture just tends to love the individualistic thing, but the church is supposed to be a, a communal thing. Mm-hmm. It's not It's not so much individual as it is something that we do uh, together. Yeah. It's, it's a huge benefit, uh, especially for young, but, but not just people who are new believers, but for, for those who have been believers for 50, 60, 70 years, the majority yeah. of their life. Um, we need one another. Yeah. We're not supposed to do this alone. Yeah. Um, you know, we think about communion. When we do communion, um, we obviously... Sometimes think of that as an individualistic thing. You take the little cup and a little piece of bread, and it's just my personal time, you know. Mm-hmm. And it is. It's something we, but but it's called communion yeah. for a purpose. It's something that we do communal All together. together. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of things that we just tend to do alone, and uh, you know, and, and our culture encourages that. But but mm-hmm. the church is something that's something that we identify together. We commit commit to one another, and we're there for one another. And I think we need that. Yeah. Um, well, because. I think whenever people try and traverse the world, and you mentioned this, is it's really easy for Satan or his demons to, to really try and tempt people who are alone, right? I mean, that's where being together 
on a Sunday morning or doing life together where you're having meals at your house together. That's where you talked about the rails, keeping people within this road of let's, let's stay on the right path together and make sure this thing doesn't go crazy. Yeah. Right? And, it's, and it's not just a service. You show up and we we're together in service, but there the membership is another level of I'm committing. Yeah. It's, it's, it, you know, it's the idea of marriage as opposed to just living with somebody. Mm-hmm. There, there's just another level of I'm committing to this person, you know, yeah. and, and uh, there's another level as opposed to just attending. Yeah. So when we're talking about membership, it's the idea of we're, we're buying in, we're, we're, we're serving or yes, we're also receiving and allowing other people to serve us, but we're serving. And that, that's the level of membership we're talking about. Not just something that, Hey, when we have large gatherings, you come and show up. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a buy-in, a commitment, uh, level. And, and you, I mean, there's, there's friends that I have in this body, in this church mm-hmm. that, uh, are, I would, I, I don't have anywhere else in the world. Yeah, and I and so I need that level of accountability and friendship and rebuking, like you said, mm-hmm. to help me. Yeah, uh, in my in my walk with Christ. Yeah, it's a, it's a committing and a submitting at the same time, mm-hmm. right? So I'm committing to and I'm submitting to. Yeah, both in the same, right? Uh, my relationship with my wife, I'm committing. I'm committed to her. Uh, we are we are uh, we are one. We have the same goals and desires, uh, mindsets towards things. So I'm committed to her. But I'm also submitting to her in certain things, certain areas as well, yeah. to where she knows better. She's rebuking me in certain places or areas. She's um, correcting me in certain areas where I'm faltering and failing. And it's the same way in the local church, right? I'm, I'm, I'm committed here. I'm serving here. I'm, I'm all in. But I'm also submitting to the local church as well, and not just to the pastors, but to others as well. I mean, it's the whole idea. It's the Matthew 18 idea. It's mm-hmm. the, uh, if, if anyone finds fault in me, let him come and... Uh, one-on-one, like, like let's mm-hmm. talk, let's work through this. It's the First Corinthians 12 idea, uh, where we are patient and long-suffering, where we are kind in all areas and avenues kind of thing. Yeah. And so so it's it's definitely a, 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 a communal thing, undoubtedly it's a communal thing, undoubtedly it's a, co- uh, it's, it's a covenant relationship, mm-hmm. and undoubtedly it's a, it's a sub- submissive type of relationship as well. Yeah. I don't know best. Right. I don't. We're all human. I, you don't know best. Mm-hmm. I need help walking out my Christian faith. Mm-hmm. And if I don't have help walking out my Christian faith, I will fall and falter, um, n- no doubt in my mind. And, and the best place to have that is in relationship. Like, again, if I'm not, if I don't know my members, my, mm-hmm. my people that I, that I do love, and they just tell me, hey, you need to do this, I'm kind of like, oh, you don't I even mean, know you. Right, <laughs> right. Yeah, you know, right. so like, that's the benefit of, and you hear this all the time about the universal church. Well, I'm a part of the universal church, and mm-hmm. and um, and that's true. We are part of a bigger mm-hmm. thing. Right. I mean, we have brothers and sisters in other parts of the world we've never met, mm-hmm. and we are unified together, but I don't know them, right. and I don't have a relationship. Um, Nor as a pastor do I have authority over there, right? so mm-hmm. to speak. Right, you know? yeah. And so when you look at the New Testament, I'm sure we'll get into this in a minute about where it comes out biblically, but all, all those examples that Paul writes that are specific local congregations and local mm-hmm. churches. And so the benefit of being a part of a local body is that you literally get to know one another. I know, I know your kids. I know what you're going through. I know what you do as an occupation. I know your struggles when you're, when you're going through pain and suffering and, you're, and heartache and loss and joys and mm-hmm. all these kind of emotions that you go through all throughout life. Um, I can really speak into someone's life or I can allow them to speak into me because there's, there's relationship. Yeah. And you, you don't get that just by attending a, a service, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. uh, you get that by really doing this life together. Mm-hmm. 
you know, uh, over, over a long period of time. Yeah. I know. I, yeah, I know Mike Mm -hmm. and Mike knows me. Yeah. And I know his propensities. I know Mike. (laughs) Do you know Mike? I know Mike. (laughs) Good guy. Good guy. I know his propensities. Yeah. I know his, uh, the places where he stumbles and fails often, Mm -hmm. but he also knows mine. He also knows my propensities. He also knows my, the places where I uh, often falter and fumble. Yeah. Um, and there is a, and there's just um, yeah, there's an accountability there, but there's also a freedom there. Yeah. You kind of alluded to this. There's also a freedom there to know that when I falter, that Mike already knows that, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, because Mike's he, made a commitment to to help you and correct to be there. So he's even in his rebuke, he's going to do that in a way in that's a loving, kind First Corinthians yeah. twelve way. Right, and I think that's the the beauty of just another one of the beauties of the local body is that, like I have this covenantal relationship with my wife, where everything she says to me is for my good and the glory of God, mm-hmm. right? For our marital good, for our uh, familial, is that a yeah, word? Good. A word. Um, that's the same way. It's it happens in the exact same way within the body of Christ. Right. I mean, this is First Corinthians twelve. Yeah. Paul wrote that chapter not for husbands and wives, right? Mm-hmm. But for the for the local church. Yeah. This is how you love. Let me show you a greater way. Still, he says, mm-hmm. love. Yeah. It's 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 huge. Mike sounds like a good guy. I appreciate him. I think he's a hypothetical in this particular scenario, but we'll move on. Nate, <laughs> where do we biblically get the idea of church membership? Well, if you're if you're looking for a specific, here's how you do uh, church membership. You know, I Paul tell you when you gather together to, you know, mm-hmm. set it up this way and get this certain software to <laughs> place people, and then you'll put a category of David's a really smart guy. Planningcenter.com. <laughs> you're gonna have your active. You're gonna have your active members, and then those of you who've been involved in churches as long as you, you have your inactives. You know, and so we. If you're looking for that kind of example in scripture, you're not gonna find it. Okay, because yeah. biblical membership in that sense of the mm-hmm. word is not. Uh, spoken of. There's mm-hmm. a lot of freedom in, in the way Paul or, or Jesus really when they talk about church. It's not, there, there, there's a lot of freedom in how we, like again, we're not told, to, here's how you do a service. You sing first or you don't sing first or yeah. you do the offering in this point in the service or whatever. Um, we don't have a lot of, there, there's a lot of leeway in, in the way he, uh, it's to be done in order and, and specific mm-hmm. things, but we're not told that about biblical membership, but it's alluded to in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. And um, there's, there's so many examples of, of it. Again, we talked about already, we have a local context of certain towns or cities that had a gathering. And so, again, it's a, there seems to be this, well, when he's writing to Galatia, there seems to be this local group that he calls the church in Galatia made up of people, mm-hmm. and that's defined by you know this area. Mm-hmm. And so there seems to be this identification of these people. And when he sends Titus to Crete, there's a group of Christian, you know, this mm-hmm. area, this group of people. Um, you have Matthew 18, we use that as an example, when, when Jesus says, hey, we have a disagreement, you know, go to uh, one, one-on-one first, and if that doesn't work, then take somebody else with you. If that doesn't work, you're supposed to go to who? The church. Mm-hmm. Uh, and bring them forth the church. Well, who is that? Well, that is, again, a, a group of people that yeah. are defined as a church. So it's just alluded to in this idea of a group of people that gathered together, they were identified, um, and who was in and who was 
not. Mm-hmm. Peter talks about it when he talks about, hey, shepherd the flock that is among you. Well, how are you supposed to know who your flock is? Mm-hmm. Well, there, there seems to be some identification of these are people in my flock that I am under the care of, and these people are not. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just throughout the New Testament. So that's where we get the idea of, of membership. Uh, we have first, you mentioned First Corinthians 12 through 14, this whole thing. You know, chapter 12 is this idea of Paul uses the analogy and the metaphor of the body, that there's mm-hmm. different parts of the body, and you have not everybody's a foot, not everybody's a hand, but you have all these different parts that do their function. When they function correctly, yeah. you form the body of Christ, right? Um, and then chapter 13 is the love chapter, and you mentioned that, how it's used for weddings and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's a nice wedding thought. Mm-hmm. It, it's applicable to weddings, but in the context, it's meant to be for the church. So here's how the church is supposed to operate. Yeah. The foot is supposed to be loving and, and operate in this way, yeah. right? And so you have all these different parts uh, making up a local group. So this is kind of the idea where we get, uh, biblically, where we get membership from. Yeah. Okay, so we're a biblical, missional, and relational church. That is our mission statement. You can find it on gatheringkc.com. Um, for a person that is looking for a church home or has recently plugged in at our church, do we as staff have uh, particular things that are expected of a new member? Um, and what are those? some of those things? And then how important is it for them to find a ministry to, to start plugging into as well. We'll start with Matthias, and then Nate gets to finish up. Yeah, I mean, there's not like a list of requirements, so to speak. Yeah. You know, you must accomplish these things to be, you know, an act, uh, whatever, a member still, or anything like that. Yeah. But, um, you know, if you were to say, you know, what what would I hope, or what would I expect as a pastor here that you would, as a new member, would, would do? Active engagement mm-hmm. is just the biggest piece of that. Active engagement, being discipled, uh, being active in the in the in the fellowship of the body, being active in it, its ministries, being active in its mission, uh, being active in reading the word, studying the word, um, uh, preaching the word, you know, evangelism, um, <clears throat> just being active in 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 the life of the local body. Yeah, uh, it, you know, would be the easiest way to say what do I what do I expect of any any church member like what mm-hmm. would I hope any church member yeah new or longtime church member would do here at the gathering active participation in the life of the body yeah. um, would be a huge thing we talked we've been talking all morning about this but one of those analogies was the, the idea that you know if you were uh, if you were a Costco member mm-hmm. and you and you paid all the all your dues to Costco, uh, every month you're active in paying your dues, active in getting your, your little card, Costco card, and then never actually went to Costco. Right. What's the point? Yeah, there is none. <laughs> right. Yeah. If you were an active member at the country club, right, actively paid your dues, every month paid your mm-hmm. dues, you had the little golf tag or the golf bag tag, they mm-hmm. give those out? Yes, they give golf bag tags, yes. Okay, so you, Most got, a, of them. you got a golf bag tag. <laughs> Um, what's the purpose of that, by the way? Is there Just any purpose? Just to show off that you're a member show at off that, that you're country club. Silly. Maybe we should do that. Church membership. Bag tags for bag the tags. We'll work on that. <laughs> but if you have the, you know, you're you're a member at the country club, you have your little bag tag and everything, and you never actually go play around golf, ever. Right. What's the what's the okay. point, <clears throat> you know? Uh, I'm a member at the Gathering Baptist Church in, in Blue Springs or Independence, Missouri, but I'm not an active participant. Like, I'm not mm-hmm. doing anything there. I'm, I, I don't I don't go. What's, I mean, what, what, what's, what's the point? I mean, yeah. what, what are we doing? You're just missing out on all of the benefit of uh, Christ. You're missing mm-hmm. out on all the benefit of the local body 
if you just if you're lacking in attendance. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Nate, anything? On yeah, that? I, I kind of goes back to the metaphor Paul talks about. <laughs> I think, you know, um, not everybody is the the hand. Mm-hmm. Um, not everybody's the heart. Some people are part of the body that's not necessarily seen or or noticed as much, or it's not as beautiful. Maybe mm-hmm. somebody are the eyes, and they have beautiful eyes, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Mike. Yeah, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> That's weird now. Sorry, Mike. Um, but some, somebody's a spleen, right? Yeah, and no, you don't notice that, and you're kind of like, what does a spleen even do? You know. But but again, it, it's all part, all function. So I th- I think as a the, the beauty of the church again is that you don't find this anywhere else out in the world. Mm-hmm. Again, the world's all individualistic. What you can do for yourself. And all. Here you got this organism, this thing that is uh, unique in the world in the church, where you have all these different people, all different types, races, uh, genders. Um, uh, ages that mm-hmm. get together and they have something in common. Yeah, and you just don't find literally. I don't think of anywhere else in the world where that that just where people enjoy the fellowship of one another and they're unified in something when they're right. so different. Yeah, that's the beauty of the church. And then you have people who, you know, um, don't necessarily have a lot to that they would think that I offer in the world, but then they find a place in here and they are able to contribute to something. Yeah, right. So I, I think if you you know the beauty of the church is that we have all these different groups of people coming together, unified into all those things you talked about, unified in what we believe, unified on Christ, and they find a place to to use what God has gifted them to do in a, in in a bigger way than anything else you could ever imagine. Yeah, they get to be a part of what God is doing in the world. How, yeah. how cool is that? Yeah. And so the thing is, you just got to find your role, find your place. And there's a lot of ways you do that. It's part of our job scripturally is that the pastors are to edify and to honestly equip you to do the work. So right. we're, we're, that's our part of our job is to equip you. And so we need to know your giftings. We need to know where, you, where what, yeah. what you love, what your passions are, and then how can you use that for the glory of God and the and the furthering of His kingdom. And uh, so you can find your place here. So that that's kind of where you come to us and say, hey, I love this. This is what my passions are. How can I serve in, in this mm-hmm. way? Some yeah. people are out front with those things. Some people are artistic and they're good at music and we find places for them. But then there's people who are just kind of like, I like to serve and kind of behind the scenes kind of yeah. person. There's so many people that find their gifting and find their love and serving one another and you don't even know their names. Yeah, You never even see them. Mm-hmm. People that mow our, our property here mm-hmm. and, and take care of the grounds that you never even see. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the beauty of the church is you can find your, your place. And so yeah. that would be my encouragement to, to those who are, who are seeking membership or those who are members is it's not about what you get out of it. That yeah. is, we do, we benefit, but that's not the sole purpose. That's a, that's a worldly membership. Yeah. The church membership is a way where we serve one another and we build one another up. So find your place. How can you serve in that yeah. way? I love that we did this. Uh, if you haven't listened to the Understanding Scripture podcast that Matthias did with Pastor David, uh, I asked Matthias the question, what is the most important or what's the best, some of the best resources that can go alongside with reading the Word? And Matthias's answer was the local body. Yeah. And so I'm glad that we got to do this today. Mm-hmm. Appreciate you guys. Yeah. Anything for me? Great job, Jonathan. Uh, I wasn't looking for encouragement, but it's always nice to hear. You're welcome. Me. I appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> You're very welcome. It is our jobs. We have Steve and Mike on next time. We could try and get Steve and Mike on. Okay. Completely hypothetical. Happen to take one and two. Thank you for listening to the Gathering Podcast. <laughs> if you're listening on our app, uh, congratulations. You're one of the first ones to do that. Or if you're watching on YouTube or listening to uh, Spotify or Apple Podcasts, appreciate you guys tuning in. 
We'll see you guys next week on The Gathering Podcast. Bye-bye. The Gathering Podcast is a production of The Gathering Baptist Church in Kansas City, Missouri. You can find more information about us online at gatheringkc.com. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook at gatheringkc. We hope you have a great week, and we'll see you next week on The Gathering Podcast. Thank you.